0: How is it that when I decide to fast, when I decide to separate myself, that's when I remember my best food, that's when I remember where I need to go, that's where I remember all the things that, all the movies that I should have watched, all those kind of things. How is it that it is the only time that I decide that, oh, I need to focus on God? That's when the news comes. That's when your friends want to visit. Relax, my friend. You're not alone. This happens to the best of us. Hey, this is Anna Jadiwidi. Anna, and this is a walk with me series. And this season, we're concentrating on the season of Lent. We're introspecting. We're reflecting. We're working out ways that we can be better human beings, and so we can be we can better represent Jesus here on earth. And we've been looking at all kinds of. Areas of life that will make us better. We didn't look at who do we worship, why, how do we worship, what's what stands in our way of worship, what hinders our entrance into God's presence. We've looked at forgiveness, we've looked at offense. Today, we're going to be looking at the temptations on the highways of life. So you fed the pull, you knew you had to pray. Maybe even fast. After all, the Bible said that some issues will not budge until you prayed and fasted. Yes, you agreed that you will consecrate yourself. You knew that God is looking for clean vessels. You know that there is much more that that you can offer than what you are presently putting out. You know that you would want to see more of God's actions, more of God's exploits on us. And you're really eager to embrace the new. You want to be part of it. You are even excited. You are saying, oh, let's go. Hmm. I thought so. Today, let us walk some more. Let's go deeper into this road of power. What you will find is lining the sides of the road are all kinds of voices. When you make all that decision, when you decide to consecrate yourself to God, there will be all kinds of voices and. They are temptations. If they did not line your path, then you don't belong. Because really, thieves don't go to a house that has nothing in it. It's only when you decided to wax holy that someone opened the gates for all the negative things to come out. Some things you are not necessarily proud of. You know, you're supposed to be praying and fasting and separating yourself onto good works and hell release all his mad drivers on the road. And now you have to deal with them. Suddenly you find yourself cursing instead of blessing. You know that, that space where you found yourself saying something that if they told you in your dream that you would deny that you could have said something like that? You know that space where you got angry too quickly when you should have been showing the love of God? You know that space when you are a mediator in a crisis and you are the one fomenting the crisis. Have you ever wondered how temptations make their way to you when you decide to go straight and narrow? Hmm, you know what? I hate to be the bearer of this one. All of that is introducing you to yourself. You know how the fire exposes the snake? Your flesh is revolting against the spirit. Plus, you guessed right. The flesh is a very sore loser. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He would also provide a way out so that you can endure it. My dear, if it happened to Jesus and if you belong to Jesus, it will come your way. If they tested your master, they will test you too now. They want to know whether you actually belong. You see, what Jesus did with the temptation in the wilderness, he responded with the word of God. In no uncertain times, he showed that the spirit can still rule a man. He revealed that temporal pleasure robbed one of eternal graces. The problem with us Christians is, do we have enough word of God inside us? to counter the voices that are coming at us. Let me read the temptation of Jesus as recorded in Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 11. Bible says Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Wait. Jesus was led. Is it possible that you are led into the temptation you are facing right now? And this happened after 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. He's human, he needed to be hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and he will lift you up in in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan. For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. So you found your path brought with diverse trials and temptations. You notice that every temptation digs at three major areas in life. The first one being the lust of the flesh. This is you saying, I want it. The second one being the pride of life. This is you saying, I am all that. Listen you don't have to prove anything. It ought to be evident that you are something. You do not need to announce it. You don't need to show it off. You know one thing? Do not use scripture to cover your pride. The end is a very bad and catastrophic fall. And the third one being the lust of the eyes. This is you saying I deserve it. I paid my dues. It is my right. So I must have it. Hey, You are a recipient of God's grace. There is no need to prance around like you earned it. All the work, the provision was made by Jesus through his pain and suffering. It had nothing to do with you. It is not about your work. That you are even able to do whatever work you claim to have done. It is the grace of God. So nobody should boast about it. Every temptation is an opportunity to choose. Choose the way of God. Your choice can either move you forward to be more like Jesus or backwards to place your allegiance to the devil and his ways. My dear, when you choose God, you climb higher, but crash harder when you go with the devil. Be like Jesus. Show the devil he already lost. Tell yourself you are bigger than your physical senses, deeper than your soulish cravings. You're tougher than you know, more in doubt than you can imagine. Hold on to God. Arm yourself with his word and see yourself on top every time. Now, I want you to take this advice from the Apostle Paul. As documented in 2 Timothy, his letter to Timothy, the second chapter, verses 15 to 26. Paul says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who currently handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenius and Philetus who have departed from the truth they say that the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels, and the Lord's servants must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. My dear friend, the next time you face any temptation, your response should be, listen, devil, you cannot offer me what I already have. Because in truth, everything the devil tempts you with is what you already have. And you cannot instruct another man's servant. You don't serve the devil. So why is the devil instructing you? Why is the devil talking to you? Why are you taking orders from Satan? He is not your boss. Your boss is Jesus. Your master is the Lord Jesus himself. So why are you listening to fallen angels? You need to tell yourself you belong on God's side and that the devil is trespassing every time he comes to you. That makes him a thief. It makes him an imposter. It makes him a robber. And hear this. The devil did not leave Jesus alone the first time he tempted Jesus. He himself quoted the word. But Jesus had to stand his ground using the exact same words until Satan had no choice but to let up. Let me tell you something. You don't have to defend God. God can defend himself. All you need to do is say to the devil and his foot soldiers what God already said and leave it there. Stand your ground. Do not argue. There's no negotiation with the devil. Do you negotiate with your servant? You say what you want to say and that's it. The devil does not give up. You must always remember that, and neither should you. If you stay with the word long enough, the devil will leave you alone because then he will know that you know what you are doing and you know what you are about. And angels will come to help you because they did come to help Jesus when Jesus faced temptation in the wilderness. The race of life is for those who will persevere. Hold on to the word of God. Don't let it go knowing the word does not fail. Remember, the Bible says that God watches over his word to perform it. That means not one word of God that is spoken, given to you will fall to the ground. Bible says it will accomplish that for which it was sent. So stay with the word, my dear friend, stay with the word of God. That is your only hope. That is your hope of standing firm and Winning against the devil's wise. As I round up today's Lenten talk, let me close with this note of warning. If you step out of line, you knock yourself out of your inheritance. When you would instead point attention to yourself and your needs instead of Jesus, when you're overwhelmed, ask God for help. God is a very present help in time of need. Bible says in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our fortress is a very present help in time of need. And understand this, your life is bigger than your needs. You do not need to exist alone. Life is about the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not about your wants and your needs. And before I let you go, I want to ask you a few reflect- questions for reflection. In what ways are you being tempted? And what is the relevance of God's word in dealing with temptations? I want you to write down the scriptures that helped you out on the last temptation and know something. You don't have to have a whole lot of scriptures. Just one word of God is enough. And make it a point of duty to keep filling yourself with the word of God. It's almost as if you are banking The word. The word of God is the currency of our faith. So keep loading your system with the word of God. Write down verses. Do yourself a favor. Maybe you should memorize one scripture verse per day. In no time, in one year, you already have 365 scriptural verses that you can use against the devil. Know this every Scripture verse, every word of God, take it as a weapon, your arrow, your gun, your stone that you can use to fight the devil. And let me tell you, no word of God is less than the other one. You only have to embrace it and let it become flesh and move into your being. Let it come into your heart so that you, when tempted, You can deploy them and they will work for you. As you go about today, I want you to reflect on those words that we have just shared. Temptations are common and you are not alone. And as I leave you, I want you to remember that I love you, but God loves you more. Have a good day.